on Spiritual Awakening Radio, the light of Ajib. Baba Bishandas was Ajib Singh's first spiritual master. The book is Guru. Baba Bishandas discusses a beautiful scripture from India known as the Adi Granth or Sri Guru Granth Sab a huge collection of hymns of praise and love, or bhakti. Some have evolved traditions that make this scripture into a kind of replacement for living teachers, including in the world of orthodox Sikhism. This follows the same pattern we often see in many world religions when the book replaces living apostles, when the scriptures replace living masters or prophets. However, Baba Bishandas explains that we do not have to be locked in to later religious traditions and theological developments, but can examine the original intent of the founders of a faith, religion, or spiritual movement, in this case the Sikh gurus and other Sufis and saints whose hymns and mystic poetry are preserved in the Sikh scriptures or Adi Granth, and discern the spiritual practices they once advocated, seeking to be faithful to that same original vision during our time here on planet Earth. The book is Guru. Baba Bishandas explains the Guru Granth Sahib. Says Ajayb Singh, because my parents believed in the Sikh holy book, the Sri Guru Granth Sahib, I also used to think that there was no use in following any master other than the Guru Granth Sahib or Sahib. I was taught that there is nobody else whom I can call master except the ten Sikh gurus. In the beginning, when I used to go to Baba Bishandas and he would praise his master, I would feel very confused and I would argue with him. I would tell him, nobody is the master after Guru Gobind Singh. It is written in the book. I told Baba Bishandas about the things which I thought were written in the Sri Guru Granth Sahib, that there would be no master after Guru Gobind Singh the 10th, Sikh Guru and last master of the Sikhs, and that the book should be taken as the master. That's what most Sikh people believe, that it is written in the book that Guru Gobind Singh said, After me, there will be no master. There will be no prophet. I am the last master. And after me, this book shall be your master. However, Baba Bishandas denied that these things were written in the book. He said I could read the book patiently and lovingly, and I would not find those lines in the book. At that time, I was very confused, and I thought, How is that possible? I have been reading this book since my childhood, and I believe that it is written there, because everyone says so. Why is it that Baba Bishandas is denying that? I was not satisfied. So I went to Amritsar and purchased three copies of the Guru Granth Sahib. I had two other friends who were with me, and for six months, continuously, we three read the book many times. We studied it, and we worked very hard in order to find those lines that would say that there can be no master after Guru Gobind Singh. However, we did not find those lines, and we realized that 
The statements which we believed were there were not there. We came back to Baba Bishandas and surrendered to him. We said, Baba Bishandas, you are the true one. The words which we thought were in the book are not there. What you have stated is true. I respect the Guru Granth Sahib very much and have much love for it. I have been reading it since my childhood, and I have found that it talks about the importance of satsang. It sings of the glory of Nam, and it talks about the perfect master. In the Guru Granth Sahib, nobody is criticized, and all the truth is presented as truth. However, from reading the Bani, singing the hymns, and even doing the non-stop recitation of the Guru Granth Sahib many times, I did not get any spiritual peace. But longing was created. Gurbani created the pangs of separation. It was helpful to me because Gurbani inspired me to go to some perfect saint. My life started with Gurbani, and Gurbani inspired me and told me that there is another Bani that will give peace to the soul. There is some Bani other than what can be spoken or read which will liberate me. Ajayb Singh from a publication called In Search of the Gracious One, an account in his own words of the spiritual search and discipleship of Sant Ajayb Singh, published by Sant Bani Ashram, Sanbornton, New Hampshire, USA. Introduction to Sant Ji or Ajayb Singh Ji. Ajayb Singh, also known as Sant Ajayb Singh, and to his disciples as Sant Ji, was born on September the 11th, 1926, in the Punjab district of India. During his satsangs, Ajayb Singh would often talk about his youth, his study and search for the God of the Guru Granth Sahib, his life with his adopted parents, and the time he spent with his first guru, Baba Bishandas. While serving in the Indian army, Santji would later meet with Baba Sawan Singh and describe the impact that Huzur Sawan Singh had on his life, referring to Sawan as, quote, the most beautiful man I have ever met, unquote. Santji would also comment on his long-awaited and anticipated meeting with his master Kripal Singh and the orders he received regarding leaving his worldly possessions behind, including a large ashram, and being directed to meditate in an underground room. In addition to the publication of many of his talks and question-and-answer sessions by Sant Bani Press, Sanji was responsible for the 1982 English-language translation of the Anurag Sagar, or Kabir's Ocean of Love. He oversaw the extensive footnoting of the Anurag Sagar volume. Over a 22-year period, Ajayb Singh initiated approximately 33,000 disciples, traveling extensively across North and South America, Europe, Africa, and India. He translated or passed on on July 6, 1997. 
What I just shared was mostly based on Wikipedia. The Light of Ajabe. Questions and Answers excerpted from Sant Bonnie magazine from 1976 through 1983. life. When we reach the plane of love, then we will see how long we have been attending to the responsibilities of this world. Then we understand why we have to do our real work of meditation. Master Sawan Singhji used to tell a very beautiful story in this context. There was a person going someplace on a horse. On the way, his horse became thirsty, and he wanted the horse to get some water. He came to a place where a farmer was taking out water from a well using a bullock-operated pump. He asked the farmer to give his horse some water. The farmer told him to bring his horse nearer where the bullocks were pumping, but they were making a lot of noise. When they moved and made noise, the horse became afraid and shied away, and he would not drink the water. So the rider said, why don't you stop the bullocks? But when the farmer stopped the bullocks, the water stopped flowing. And when they moved, the horse would not go there to drink the water because he was afraid of the noise. The farmer had the experience, or had much experience, and said, the water will not come out unless the bullocks move, and your horse will have to drink the water bearing this noise of the bullocks. So in the same way, we will have to live in this world, attending to the responsibilities of the world, and we will have to do our bhajan and simran, attending to the responsibilities of the world, no matter how difficult they may be. But we should, give per, we should give first preference to our real work, which is the bhajan and simran. Guru Nanak Sahib says he may be talking with the people of the world with his mouth, but within he has manifested his beloved Lord. He says the life of a gurmukh or disciple or of a satsangi should be like this. Outwardly he may be talking or doing the things of the world, but within... He is always remembering his beloved master. Getting up early to meditate during Amrit Vela, the hour of elixir. Question this time since I've been here, I've been able to get up in the mornings at three and stay up, but while I've been meditating, I haven't always been awake. Is that kind of meditation helpful? Santji's reply, every minute that you stay in the remembrance of your Lord is counted. I like that sentence a lot. I'm going to repeat it. Every minute that you stay in the remembrance of your Lord is counted. Question, Santji, I have the same trouble in the mornings with getting up at three. It just seems like I'm saying Simran for a few seconds or for a few minutes and then I drift off into a semi-conscious state 
and it takes quite a while to realize that I've gone off. And then I bring my mind back again and say Simran for a few seconds, and then it just drifts off into thoughts again. It's not like a heavy sleep or anything. It goes into thoughts. Santji. When you get back to your country, if you keep this schedule of getting up at three and meditating, slowly, slowly, you will be able to overcome this because you have just started and you weren't meditating according to this very strict schedule. That's why you're having this trouble and the mind attacks you a little. But if you keep this schedule, you will be able to overcome this problem. couple of footnotes defining terms as we go. Bhajan is referring to meditating on the inner sound, and Simran refers to the remembrance of God by repeating various sacred names of God during meditation. And Simran also is done while gazing at the third eye center, gazing within contemplating the inner light. So Bhajan and Simran are referring to the meditation practices of Santmat, sometimes called Surat Shabd Yoga. Getting up at three is a practice done in India called Amrit Vela in the Sikh vocabulary and Brahma Muhurta in the Hindu terminology for a kind of sacred time when the world still sleeps few negative thoughts are spewing, the atmosphere is pure, the veil between worlds is very thin, it's dark, it's quiet, and the perfect time to contemplate the inner light and listen for the inner sound. Thus getting up at three, Amrit Vela. Meditating for a minute is counted. Question. When we're meditating, if for any reasons we can't sit for two to three hours without moving, do we lose by getting up after an hour or by stretching our legs or sitting down for another hour and then getting up and stretching and sitting down again? Or would it be much better to sit for three hours without moving? Santji you do not lose anything for any moment you spend in the remembrance of God. I like that sentence once again, a sentence about how every minute counts. is not fruitless, but the exact opposite of that is fruitful, does count. You do not lose anything for any moment you spend in the remembrance of God. If you are sitting even for one minute, that is also counted, but you should try to sit in one sitting. Whatever minutes or seconds you are spending in his remembrance are all counted, and he keeps a good account of those moments, that time which you have spent in his remembrance. According to what one has done, he rewards them. 
Satji, the works we do in our community or in the world are counted as good deeds and we get the benefit. But as far as Siva or selfless service is concerned, the real Siva is doing bhajan and simran. And we do that for the upliftment of our soul and to practice the path which makes us liberated ones. Satji, all the satsangis, are in contact with the light and sound and they are getting the benefit and their devotion is counted in the court of the Lord. Sometimes when our mind is still and our attention is not very much spread into the world, we can easily see and experience that contact, that benefit of the contact with the light and sound. But much of the time, when our attention is not well concentrated, then we cannot see that. But there is no room for doubt in this fact that all the satsangis, disciples, initiates, those who have been given initiation by a perfect master, are getting the benefit of the contact with the light and sound, the shabnam or shabadnam. Whatever the practices you are doing, whether more or less, they are all counted in your devotion. And whatever efforts you are making to earn the wealth of spirituality, like your efforts, in coming to satsang, your efforts in going to see the Master, all these are counted in your devotion. Kabir Sahib said that those who are dyed in the color of the Master cannot be affected by any other color. Day by day, they will go on progressing until they reach their goal. Always meditate, always repeat the names of God. Do Simran, do the meditation. Tulsi Sahib says that with your every single breath, do the remembrance of the Master. And after doing the Simran, polish the mirror of your mind. Because Simran works like a broom in purifying our mind. That is why he said that moment after moment, with your every single breath, do the remembrance and Simran of the Master and come to the eye center. Guru Nanak Sahib said, when we ourselves are going to pay off our karmas, then why do we need the bad deeds? Or why do we do the bad deeds? We should have a very long vision and we should think about the future and we should never make any bad karma. Also Guru Nanak Sahib said, we have to fashion our destiny with our own hands. Tulsi Sahib says, If you do the meditation of the Shabad Nam, you can mend all the mistakes you have done in your past lifetimes with the grace of God Almighty. as true soulmates when man and woman agree. 
Sant G. Tulsi Sahib has said that if both the husband and wife have the same type of desires, if they like to eat the same kind of food, and if they have a similar liking for clothing, if they worship God in the same manner, and if they have the same master, then that husband and wife can make their home like heaven. Because if they have equal liking for food, they will never fight for which type of food is being prepared in the home. Whatever will be prepared in the home, they will eat without making any complaints. Regarding the clothing also, if both of them will have similar tastes, then there will be no conflicts. If they have the same master, they will devote themselves to God in the same way. Then also they have no conflicts. It means that both of them will have many things in common, and when they will be doing the devotion to the same master, then the feeling of oneness will be in them. And when both of them will feel that they are both one and the same, then that home will become like heaven. Another reading from The Light of Ajeb, the teachings of Sant Ji, questions and answers over the years and decades. The Light of Ajeb is based on excerpts from Sant Bani magazine, published by Sant Bani Ashram of Sanbornton, New Hampshire, USA. My name is James Bean. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. After the break, we'll continue to explore the light of Ajeb. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio coming up. Also known as Santji, on today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. The Light of Ajeb, a great collection of questions and answers. Now in book form, originally culled from or excerpted from many editions of Sant Bonnie magazine. Salvation is by divine grace. Our spiritual progress is by the grace of the masters. When the student is ready, the master shall appear, as the saying goes. Sant-G. So all this was created in the will of the Supreme Being, the will of Sat-Parush, Sat Parush has done this. It was up to him to choose us. Whatever is happening is all by the will of God. That is why the souls who get the human form and who have the longing to go back home meet God. No matter where they are born, still they are dragged to the master soul. 
even if he is living across the oceans or anywhere, if they have the longing to go back to God, they are definitely brought in contact with the Master. Whereas the souls who are deluded by the negative power, who don't want to go back and who have no idea how much they have suffered or how much more they have to suffer, they never believe in the Master Souls. Even if the Master lives in the same town, or same country, or even if they are born in the same family, still, they will never come in contact with that Master Soul, and will never take advantage of His presence on this earth. And in that way will not go back to God because they don't have the longing to go back home. The souls who receive initiation and who are put on the path are very fortunate ones, because for them it is decided in Sach Khand that they will be brought back to Sach Khand, the true eternal, original abode. When the soul is going through all the sufferings and when the soul cries out for God's help, God always hears the cry, and he always helps the souls. So when they get the human form, they are brought in the company of the masters, and they are given initiation. And those who are supposed to go back to Sach Khand, only they are chosen by God to come in the company of the master and receive initiation. Up until now, the souls who have reached Sach Khand have never said that they have reached Sach Khand only with their own efforts, nor because they were clever, nor because they worked hard because they know that the souls alone cannot do anything. They always express their gratitude toward the Master because they know that they have been able to reach Sach Khand only with the grace of the Master. That is why all the Master souls and all the souls who have reached Sach Khand have sung the praises of their Master with their every single breath. Recognizing and appreciating the Sant Sat Gurus, the Masters. Only those who mold their life according to the teachings of the Master and those who take their soul back to Sach Khand and give peace to their soul, only such souls recognize the Master. Those who have reached Sach Khand have said, Don't understand your Master as an ordinary man. Guru Nanak said, God has come into this world in the body of man, but he is above man. Kabir Sahib also said, there is no difference between God and the saint. And Guru Arjan Dev said, God has taken up the form of a saint. But since we people look at the master saints from the outer level, that is why instead of taking advantage of their presence here, sometimes we lose because we don't know the reality and when we criticize them instead of gaining anything from them, we lose. Question. In the Ratan Sagar, the Tulsi Sahib poem, he talks about satsang, and he says to recognize a saint is no easy task. He deals with them through cunning and deceit. Unquote. I imagine he's talking about the souls, could Santji elaborate on this? Santji's reply. Whatever Tulsi Sahib has said about recognizing the Master, that is 100% true. He himself says in another couplet 
that if anyone says that he will recognize the master, he is foolish. He cannot do that. Up until now, if people had recognized the master, they would not have put Christ on the cross, and they would not have called Guru Nanak a misleader. This is only because it is very difficult for the people to recognize a saint. And this is a fact that saints have to become cunning and very clever in order to liberate the souls. And many times they have to sacrifice their own self to liberate the souls. When masters come into this world to give the message of God, they have to use many tricks to give that message of God to the people because it is no easy task. Kabir Sahib has said, when God sent me into this world to give his message, it was very painful and I gave the message of God to the people while weeping. Because you know that when masters come into this world to give the message of God, only a few people are ready to hear that message of God. Otherwise, most of the people criticize and slander and will go against a master. In the same way, when Master Sawan Singh was on this plane, he used to say, we are able to hold this satsang freely only because of the British rule. After the British left India, because of the democracy, he was able to do that. He used to say that if one person was ruling India, or if one particular religion was governing this country, then as it had happened in the past, that saints were troubled. It would have happened this time also. Only because of democracy and the British people, he was able to hold the satsang freely, and he was able to convey his thoughts to the people. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. After the break, more from The Light of Ajayb, the teachings of Santji. are provided to Spiritual Awakening Radio by Maine-based artist Paul Alexander John, who plays the Indian Bansuri bamboo flute. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, I'm sharing readings from The Light of Ajayb, the teachings of Santji. In this path of the masters, there is a kind of reversal of values or perceptions. In the Gita, it says, For the yogis, night is day, and day is night. The masters say to die while living. Those who truly can die while alive are truly alive, truly living. And those who do not die while living are not truly alive, as the spiritual side of life is dormant, is shut down, 
is unexplored. It's like someone living on their front porch and has never ventured inside the house. They've never gone within. They've heard rumors that there are rooms inside, but have never explored the interior of their home, the interior of the castle, to borrow the title of a spiritual classic, the interior castle of St. Teresa of Avila, the unexplored realms within. The following section from The Light of Ajayb is called To Bathe in the Dust of the Master's Feet. Question, what is the dust of the feet of the Satguru? Santji. It is a very good question. I hope that everyone will listen to this with much attention because all the saints have sung the glory of the dust of the feet of the Master, both the internal and the external. Dear ones, if we do not get the external dust of the feet of the Master, we cannot get the yearning, we cannot get the motivation to go in the within. If we do not appreciate the dust of the outer feet of the Master, we cannot go within ourselves, because the ABC of spirituality starts only from the body of the Master. Dear ones, this is the glory of the dust of the outer feet of the Master. Those who value the dust of the outer feet of the Master, those who value and appreciate the outer things of the Master, and those who make those outer things of the Master an essential part of their life, and those who respect them, only they get this yearning to go within and seek the inner dust of the feet of the Master. Only they have the desire to go within and remove the cataract from their eyes and open their inner eyes and see the radiant form of the Master. Guru Arjan Dev Ji Maharaj did not ask for any worldly wealth from his Master. He did not ask for any successorship. He did not ask for any sons or daughters or worldly wealth and riches. He asked only for one thing. Nanak says, I have only one desire, that you make me the dust of the feet of the masters. Always in satsang, you are told that when we withdraw from all over the body, when we rise above body consciousness, and after rising above the nine openings of the body, when we come to the eye center by doing the simran, and when after removing all the physical vestures and rising above the physical, astral, and causal covers, we remain seated at the eye center over there, the radiant form of the Master is manifested. This is the place where we get the inner feet of the Master, and we get the dust of the inner feet of the Master. This is the place where our beloved Master makes us hear the inner sound of the Shabd. Outwardly, we are only made to practice to hear the Shabd, but when we really go inside, when we reach the eye center, only over there, the Master makes us catch hold of that Shabd. He tells us, this is the Shabd which will take you to your real home. We cannot break away from that Shabd. Once you have heard that Shabd, once you have heard that sound current, no matter what happens, you cannot give up listening to that Shabd. Once you have reached there, after that, 
your direction changes and no trap of the negative power can trap you into this world. In fact, one reaches that eye center. One reaches that place only after breaking away from all the traps and making oneself free from the clutches of the negative power. Guru Gobind Singh has described this by saying, if one were to meditate with one pointed attention, even for a moment, then he would not fall into the trap of the negative power. If one would reach there and meditate with one pointed attention, no trap, nothing of the negative power can bother him. In the holy book of the Muslims, the Quran, it says, if one were to hear the sound or the voice of the Son of God, even the dead bodies would rise up in their graves. Dear ones, it is the same sound, it is the same voice of God Almighty which is sounding in our forehead at our eye center. The only difference is the words. Different masters have described that sound of God in their own ways, in different words. In one of his hymns, Guru Nanak Sahib has written, These are the signs of the Iron Age. In this Iron Age, people will call a dead person as a living being, and the one who is going, they will call him as one who is coming. Those who are awakened in God Almighty and those who are absorbed in God Almighty, of them the worldly people say he is dead as far as we are concerned. And those who are dead in respect to God Almighty, those who come and get involved in the world, people say, now he is living in this world. Guru Nanak Sahib has said, I have seen this with my own eyes, that in this iron age, or Kali Yuga, one who is absorbed in God Almighty, who has become one with God Almighty, people will criticize him. So, one who goes and mixes himself with God Almighty, one who mingles in God Almighty, people criticize such a Mahatma and give him a hard time. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio today featuring readings from the Light of Ajayb, the teachings of Santji. After the break, more on this inward journey of the soul to the eye center and concentrating at the eye center, the journey within. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening coming up. Satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio features readings from the Light of Ajayb, the teachings of Santji. I've called some passages from this wonderful book. It's a huge book, too, several hundred pages long. The expression, the dust of the Sant's feet, or the dust of the feet of the Sant's, is very ancient in India. Krishna uses that description in the Bhagavad Purana. So this dates very far back in time, this concept of the, the dust of the feet of the masters and the influence of the masters. Santji. Tulsi Sahib says, moment after moment, bring back the attention, your thoughts which are running away in this world. 
Because every moment, all of our thoughts, all of our attention is going all over the world. So that is why Tulsi Sahib says, bring them back, withdraw them from the outer things, all the worldly things, and bring your attention to the eye focus. This is the best way to purify your bodies. Simran, the repetition of the names of God, is the best broom which removes the dust of our mind. Simran is the only way through which we can clean our within. When our wandering mind ceases to wander and comes to the eye center and remains still there, then with the grace of the Master and with devotion towards the Master, we get the dust of the inner feet of the Master. This is what Tulsi Sahib is saying. You may call it light, you may call it radiance. The Masters have called it as the dust of the feet of the Master. So all of the saints have sung the glory of the dust of the inner feet of the Master. In fact, we become real disciples of the Master only when we reach the inner feet of the Master. It is our duty to reach up to the feet of the Master, and after that the Master himself takes us from plane to plane, and he takes us to our destination. I often tell the dear ones who are just initiated, I am very glad that you have received the holy initiation, and now it is your responsibility to dive deep into this ocean of grace and bring out the pearl of Nam. So when we get the initiation, when we do the meditation, we have the opportunity, and this is the work which we are supposed to be doing. We need to dive deep into the ocean. Our beloved Master is that ocean, and we have to bring out the pearl of Nam. Question. In the Bani of the Masters, it mentions bathing in the dust of the feet of the Master. Should this be taken figuratively or literally? Santji, in the Bani's of the Sants and Masters, they have said a lot about this dust, and they have said that it is very important. The dust in which we have to bathe is in the tenth door because all the nine openings, the nine doors, open outwardly. The tenth door is the door which opens inwardly. So after rising above these nine openings, when we enter the tenth door, there we see the feet of the Master. By saying that you should bathe in the dust of the feet of the saints, it is meant that once you reach there, you have to bathe. You have to surrender yourself at the feet of the Master. That is the lake of nectar in which you have to bathe or be baptized. Both things are one and the same. Tulsi Sahib has said, moment after moment, bring your attention to the eye center and keep your attention there. Purify the mirror of your body and mind and beautify it with your attention. If your attention will be constant towards the Master, only then will you be able to reach his feet and bathe in the dust of the feet of the Master. Only then will the light be manifested within you. Bow down to the dust of the feet of the Masters outwardly also, because if we do not get the dust of the feet of the Masters outwardly, we cannot get the inspiration of going within and bathing in the dust of their feet inwardly. Guru Nanak Sahib has also said, O Nanak, I ask only 
For this bounty, please make me the dust of the feet of the saints. Light of Ajeb, the questions and answer sessions with Santji is now in book form, several hundred pages as a single PDF file. If you'd like to get a link to this book, you can read it for free online. You can also download it as a PDF file. You can download it in other ebook formats as well. There is also a speaker icon. You can click on that and have the book read to you as an audio book as well. Send me an email or send me a text message. I'll be happy to send you a link to The Light of Ajeb online as a free book you can access anytime. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. James at spiritualawakeningradio, all is one word, dot com. Or you can send me a text message or leave a message at this number. It's a Google phone number, actually, so it's another inbox for me. It's not an intrusive phone ringing on a nightstand, something like that. It's a Google voice number, an inbox for me. I check messages there on a regular basis. Send me a text or leave a voicemail message at this number. 508 603 9381 508-603-9381 and ask for the link to The Light of Ajeb or The Light of Ajeb The Teachings of Santji book several hundred pages of questions and answers on this journey of the soul this voyage interior the path of the masters for a spiritual awakening radio I'm James Bean Tune in again next week at this same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Mm-hmm.